Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Bharati Jagdish with you. Now, Heartland Enterprises provide us with convenience and also affordable goods and services. And they've played such a crucial role and helped to preserve an important piece of our local culture. To keep up with the evolving retail landscape, though, the Heartland's Go Digital program was launched to keep pace with digitalization and to adopt e-payments as well as other digital commerce solutions. As of March, 60% of Heartland merchants have listed their items on e-commerce platforms and used online marketing tools. On top of digitalization, one company thought of taking it a step further to help these merchants attract more customers while stacking cashbacks. Li Minchuan, commercial lead in store and payments at Shopback, joins us to tell us more. Hi, Minchuan. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Now, here's the thing. Cash was the primary mode of transactions for our mama shops at the Void Decks, for the mom and pop shops in the rest of the Heartlands. It's gradually evolved with things such as PayNow. What did it take to invite Heartland merchants to adopt online payments? What exactly did you have to do in order to convince them and to also help them use the solutions? Yes, uh, so I, uh, I believe that the acceptance of digital QR payments has been on the rise and, and really the heartland merchants are increasingly receptive to such options in the recent times, right? And uh, it helps that there are many digital payment options out there, helping with the adoption rates in general. Uh, in our case, we had a very, very clear proposition on of incentivizing repeat usage or customer loyalty to the merchants, uh, where in their own case, usually they have to pay a lot more extra to adopt any kind of loyalty uh, methods. So we don't see ourselves merely as digital payment options as well, but really a solution to help merchants with the growth of their business revenue through a payment method as a bedrock of collecting data to help them plan better moving forward. Mm, So give me an idea or illustrate for me what sort of data they've been getting and how they have operationalized it in order to increase their revenue and customer growth. Mm, good question. So uh, what we've done right, with uh, the data of uh, payments is to help them identify uh, customers, uh, whether they are new customers or whether they are repeat customers or dormant customers, uh, and use their marketing dollars very differently. right? So uh, for a customer who has been a regular customer, you don't really have to put in so much discount or effort to get them back because they are really loyal to the brand. Mm. Uh, but for a customer who is, let's say, dormant, been there once in the last three months, haven't been back, uh, you then maybe have to do a bit more to get this person back. So uh, this is how we use payment as a data to give them all this kind of visibility and help them to operationalize these different data sets to help them get the customers back. Right. So based on the payments made, they would then be able to target their marketing messages more specifically. Correct, correct. And and I think targeting is the, the, the true case for these offline uh, heartland merchants, right? Because for many online merchants, uh, they already do have the infrastructure to do it. But for many offline merchants, especially for the heartland merchants, uh, they are still very uh, strange. Uh, it's like a stranger to such concepts. So we are here to help them uh, to digitalize towards this direction. What sort of challenges did you face in terms of getting people to adopt this on the ground? I'm sure there was some resistance because, you know, they were probably very used to the way they used to operate. Yes, yes. I, I, I think uh, with a lot of the heartland merchants, uh, they are very used to uh, the usual methods of cash or really just pay now. Uh, but I think with us going down and sharing with them some of these different mechanics, which 
uh, they probably didn't know beforehand, right? Like, like for example, a digital stamp card uh, or a return cashback mechanism, things like that. Uh, and then when they uh, when they de- when we uh, demonstrate to them and show them uh, on the app directly how to do it. So uh, one particular example was uh, I think we shared with one of the uh, traditional medicine hall medicinal hall uh, uh, owner, right? And uh, we just typed his credit card to the app, and then I I, I simply just did a, a cash payment. Uh, and when it was done, he was still asking me, is the payment done already? Mm-hmm. He, he's like, he's like uh, then I told him, yeah, it's done. It's just like done in a few seconds. He was so surprised. Uh, and and he, he, he just liked it. I remember this particular example because I was there and I see him for myself. And I think most of the time, if they do experience it themselves, uh, they will want to then try to embark on this uh, journey with us. Yeah, you have to really show people how it works and reassure them that there is security involved. Yes, the payment is done. Yes, you will get the money. So I think that's really important. What about consumers though, Min Chuan? Because some of the residents in Heartlands, I think they still prefer the old way of doing business. You know, some of the residents as consumers will want to pay in cash. They wouldn't know how to use PayNow or other digital payment options. So what do you think needs to be done in that arena? I mean, can we let them continue what they're comfortable with? Or do you think they too need to be brought on board? Mm. So uh, I, I think the, the, the key thing about uh, educating this segment, right, is really also letting them know what are the merits to doing this, right? Uh, so I think with a lot of uh, users now or customers now, they are also not used to bring cash out uh, or sometimes you will see like a long queue at ATMs as well. So mm. I think we are here to also show them that uh, with online QR payment methods, it just makes your life easier, right? And uh, while you are paying, you also earn rewards as part of the process, especially with short back pay. So I, I think that is where we need to do a bit more education. And that's where by educating the merchants as well, uh, merchants can also let their regular or loyal customers know that this is an alternative payment method. Uh, and hopefully that also helps uh, the users adopt this uh, easier. Hmm. So talk to me about that cashback perk. How does that work exactly? Yes, so we, we are really all about helping our users get the best bang for their buck, right? And there are three main ways our users can stretch their dollar with ShopBack. So one, when they shop online on merchants like Shopee, Lazada, and, and the most significant cashback happens when you use ShopBack uh, for your travel bookings uh, for some of our partners like Expedia, which even offer up to 20% cashback. All this online cashback that you earn can actually be used offline with our Heartland merchants as well when you pay with them. So uh, that is the first point. So secondly, when you use ShopBack Pay, of course, you can then stack your rewards by linking it with your credit card or even Grab Pay, for example. Uh, and this allows you to earn both your card rewards as well as the cashback offered by our merchants. So really a stacking of both good things, right? And lastly, uh, we also have a separate uh, product line uh, which we call ShopBack Pay Later. Uh, this then offers the flexibility to extend the cash flow and also fund uh, the purchases in three interest uh, interest-free payments uh, to help them uh, manage better. Minchuan, the thing is, I do know of a lot of people who do use online payment solutions, but some of them are still fearful that there might be security breaches, that things could go wrong. How would you reassure people who are in that camp, who use the services but are worried about security, and then there are others who don't use the services because they are worried about security? You can't give a 100% guarantee, can you? Uh, I think we are we are here to do our best, and I think what we are what we are we are, we actually are not a wallet. Uh, therefore, we do not 
store or hold any of the customers' funds. Uh, at ShopBack Pay, directly debit the amount uh, from the user's linked credit or, or, or debit cards, right? Uh, and also uh, for ourselves, we also adopt uh, really reputable payment gateways, uh, the, the gateways that you, you should know really well, the, the bigger ones. So in terms of this, they have their own security features, which we uh, layer on top to ensure that uh, none of, uh, none of the, the, the risks are involved with our payment methods. Now, with the ease and rise of digital payments, there's also an increase in online scams. How do you ensure that online safety and security is preserved at all times? So, so for us, uh, we in terms of even uh, the account creation for uh, our users on our shopback uh, pay later. For example, uh, we require the users to actually uh, use their SIM card to log in. So, uh, there are some of these different methods to ensure that even the creation of the accounts, right, uh, are really tied to some of the government-related uh, uh, sort of uh, endeavors. Uh, and uh, with this, we hope that you know when when they are trying to do uh, when they are trying to uh, sign up for the accounts or do anything, uh, their intentions are pure, right? And, and if there's anything in particular that are, are like uh, in terms of scamming or what, uh, we are able to track that very fast. But uh, in terms of this, we don't really have a big issue as of now, thankfully. Just a couple more things, Minchuan, before we let you go. As part of your rebrand, I understand you introduced buy now pay later services to users here and in Malaysia, and I'm sure you're aware that there are some concerns over whether BNPL schemes can result in indebtedness among consumers. How are you putting in place structures in order to prevent that from happening? So uh, as, as part of our process, uh, we have our own uh, know your customers uh, kind, of, uh, kind of a process mm. uh, to ensure that whatever that they are, are taking on uh, is within their means. So I think we, the, the key thing for our BNPL side uh, is really our robustness in our risk engine, right? To be able to give credit to people who have proven that they can take on more credit. So uh, with buy now, pay later sort of things, uh, we only give a certain limit when they are a new user. Uh, as along the way, you prove that to be a, a great user, right? Making your repayments as as uh, as as often as you can, as regular as you can. We will then hear more credit along the way. Uh, if you otherwise prove to be um, that group of a user, we will then limit the credit at, at that point as well. So I think we, we I really want to thank, for example, my risk team to be able to come up with that very robust mm. risk engine, right? Uh, so that we are able to identify good and bad actors in the, in, in the whole process. I understand you recently entered the Hong Kong market as well. What other expansion plans might you have at this point? Yeah, so, so we, like you correctly mentioned, we recently launched in Hong Kong uh, and we also launched Shopback Pay in Australia. So I think the, the current focus is deepening our presence in each of the 10 markets we are currently in uh, with the launch of more uh, products uh, with Shopback Pay and Shopback Pay later uh, uh, especially. Uh, within our financial services arm, I think in the next one to two years, that will be our, our timeline. What other e-commerce trends should businesses be taking note of and keep an eye on right now? And I'm talking here also about businesses that are in the heartlands, that are maybe not as advanced on this digitalization highway as some other businesses might be. Mm. So, so I think the, the, the key trend, right, and as, as COVID has really clearly expedited the whole thing is to be able to look at uh, a, a digitalization uh, across uh, different aspects of your, your business, right? So it's not really only about payments, it's also about uh, marketing your products online, uh, be it with across different platforms, marketplaces, uh, and also I think most importantly to be able to get new users, right, uh, 
uh, on these different platforms. So uh, with respect to the heartland merchants, right, which are uh, usually used to attracting customers who purely from foot traffic, right, people who walk past their shops, mm. uh, they now actually have to leverage on really a lot more online mechanisms, be it social media or, or, or online ads, right, to be able to get new users, right, because it's, it's going to be past that. Uh, the ability to just get uh, the, the people that live just around the area, but also the, the ability to, let's say, do delivery, to be able to get uh, online payments as a way to get new users so that uh, it expands their scope a bit more just and, and pass really their neighbourhood. Right, so expand your catchment area, so to speak, yeah? Yes, correct, absolutely. Thank you very much for that, Minchuan Lee Minchuan, commercial lead in store and payments at Shopback. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.